the Fountain of Life podcast and I welcome you to today's episode. We started looking at our theme thriving in adversity and the last previous episode we talked about our song in the night and we saw how Jacob was all alone in a dark place and God came to him in a moment of darkness and spoke to him and literally, as it were, gave him directions for his life. And we also saw that God gives us a song in the night, where the night time being those moments where we are in dark place, emotionally, physically, and we are in the midst of some kind of a battle and we don't know what to do. And we left off the thought that it is so easy to sing when everything is going well, when everything is right, it's so easy to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and everything that is within me, bless his holy name. That is a daytime song. It is so good to say that. But it's tough to sing in the night times. So what do we do with the song that God drops in our hearts, in our night times, in those night moments? I want us to spend another episode looking at some of the attributes and the blessings of the night song. How you can use that night song to wage your battle and be able to win victory in Jesus' name. So join us today as we look at part two of our night song. And I want to begin by asking the question, why does God give us a song in the night? What is it for? And what is it supposed to accomplish? The primary thing is that the song in the night only comes from God. It is so unnatural to sing in the midst of some challenge or some trial people will think you are nuts i remember years ago as a college student we were just about to write very very difficult exam paper and everybody dreads that paper because the failure rate is so high not because people are dumb but it's, it's just what it is it's tough and that afternoon, I've made all the preparations, done everything that I could. And just before I left my room to go and then write that paper, I just felt like praising God and singing and dancing. And I, I just started doing it. I was just praising. I was just singing. I was just dancing. And I'm sure my roommate would be thinking, gosh, this guy is nuts. You know why people are memorizing formulae and all of those things you are out here singing and praising and dancing at the end of the day only four people passed that exam i was one of those four and i don't think i was one of the smartest in the class either but the truth of the matter is that god puts a song in our hearts in those moments of darkness those moments where we are terrified the shadows scare us and everything around us 
it's tough. And those are the moments that God will drop that song in your heart. So there are two ways of looking at the song in the night. It is both a song of deliverance, but it's also a song of victory. So we sing it looking backwards. We sing it in the present. And we also sing it looking forward. So we have to embrace that song that God gives to us. And because it's so natural, it only has to come from God. For instance, in Exodus chapter 15 from verse 1, we read about the song of Moses. They had crossed the Red Sea and then they began to sing the horse and the rider thrown into the sea and everybody was so happy. Miriam with the tambourine dancing and everybody was singing along. But could you imagine they singing and praising God before the Red Sea parted? So it is not easy to sing when the Red Sea hasn't parted. It is always easy to sing after the Red Sea. But God puts that song in our heart so we can be able to part the Red Seas. That is the excellency and the power of the song in the night. We'll be looking at some examples. So when God drops that song in your heart, it's a song of war. It's a song of victory. And it is a song that is targeted only at God. I say that again. The song in the night is only the song, is a song that only God can give us. It is unnatural. So as a man or as a human being, it doesn't just come to you. It is something that God drops in your heart to help you to wage your war, to help you to spring up to the next level, to help you to get that victory, to get that breakthrough that he wants. He drops that song for a purpose. So that is the foundation. The song in the night is always about God. It's about God. His attributes, whoever he is, and everything that God is. It's so amazing. God is interested in our song when we can't even see his face. So the song in the night is a symbol of our faith because it's so tough to sing a song when the devil would rather put his hand over our mouths. That is why the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 61 that he gives us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He puts a song in our mouth when the devil would rather harvest down and quiet and morose and depressed and down. God gives us. He, it comes from God. He gives us the garment of praise. He clothes us with that garment of praise to lift us out of that place the devil has placed us and told us, shh, be there and be quiet. So the song in the night is about God. It's a symbol of our faith. And it shows everybody around us that there is something really peculiar about us. Imagine going through some tough situation, going through some crisis, when everybody expects you to be quiet, and the devil says, shh, just be quiet. And instead, you get up and you begin to praise and to sing a song of victory to the Lord. 
It is a testimony of your faith. The other aspect of the song in the night is a symbol of courage. You see, imagine the people of Israel before the Red Sea parted. You have Pharaoh's army closing in on you. You have the Red Sea that you can't get over. And yet you break into a song. It must take tremendous courage to be able to do that. And that is what Habakkuk wrote about. And I want us to just for us to read it. You see, in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, this is what the Bible says. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no good, no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high places. It takes tremendous courage to do what Habakkuk is saying. That though there be no fig tree, you know, no fig on the trees, and no fruit on the vine, and the flock be all scattered, yet... I will rejoice in the Lord. And that is the song in the night. It takes courage. And we need to purpose. It takes real courage to purpose in our hearts that even at this moment, wise is dark and gloomy, there is no cattle in the stall. There is no fruit on the vine. And everything is heading towards us. Yet, I will praise the Lord. And why does God do allow us to do that? It is our victory song. So when he drops that song in your heart, he expects you to sing it. He expects you to open your mouth and sing that song. And when you begin to sing it, there is going to be a cascade of things that leads to your victory because he put that song there for a purpose. See, so it is a decision point. You need to make a conscious effort to put it in your mouth and sing it. You know why? Because all spiritual weapons are launched from the mouth, both evil and good ones. So when you close your mouth and you will sing that song, it only helps the devil. But once the Lord puts that song in your mouth and you have that courage and that determination to sing it back to him, it tells God that you are engaged in this fight and you are purpose for that victory and you have released your faith. See, so the ninth song is both our song of deliverance and it's also our song of victory. Imagine Paul and Silas. Who knew that two prisoners singing in jail could cause an earthquake? That's amazing. It must take a decision. It was midnight. Their backs have been beaten raw. Their wounds haven't been tended. Their feet is in stocks. And maybe their hands are also tied up. That is not the time to sing. Obviously, no. It's insane to be singing under those conditions. 
And the Bible says when they sang, that's in Acts, in the book of Acts chapter 16, as they sang, the prisoners heard them. So they were not memorizing some things. They were singing enthusiastically and singing out aloud. They were singing and they were praying. And the Bible says that there was an earthquake. The night song is your song of deliverance. It shakes the foundations of hell. And it breaks you free. That is the exit. That's why God drops that song in our hearts. It is the beginning of our victory march. The devil would rather have his hand over our mouths so we make no sound. But God works with us. So that is the excellence of the song in the night. It is God's key to get us out of that jail. And we need to position ourselves to willfully release our heart to sing unto the Lord. How do I know that? Why don't you come with me to the book of Jonah? It's a very, very fascinating story. Let's go to the book of Jonah, chapter 2. Remember, Jonah had rebelled against God. God had sent him to Nineveh, the great city, you know, of sin. And, you know, God always sends grace before judgment. He sends mercy before judgment. So he told him, go preach. But Jonah rebelled. And every step of the way, his life just went down, 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 down. Until they threw him out of that boat into the sea. And then eventually he got swallowed up by this great fish, which went down. How low? You know, re rebellion brings us to very, very bad places. Disobedience and rebellion always leads downwards. And so he was at the very, very bottom of anything that is possible. And all that while, he hadn't changed his mind until it got so bad. Sometimes God applies the heat to get us to course correct. So in this case, Jonah was having really bad time and he was encased in this situation. It may be sometimes decisions we make or circumstances that we find ourselves in feels like being entrapped in the belly of a great animal. However way we change or whichever direction we go is all dark around us. Dark under the sea, dark in this animal's belly. And we just can't see our way around. But how did he get out? He came to the place of repentance to begin with. But most importantly, he did something amazing in Jonah chapter 2. From the verse 7. This is from his own mouth. Since when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee into thy holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercies. That is the truth. He kept on observing whatever his arguments and his reasons were. And he kept going down. Lying vanities only leads us downwards. And we forsake the way of life and the ways of God. So he will know best that lying vanities causes us to forsake our own mercies. But verse 9, this is what he says. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Note verse 10. And the Lord spake unto the fish, 
and he vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Imagine the sequence. They had traveled by sea, definitely not near the shore. He is in the belly of an animal that had gone down. But when God gave the order to free Jonah, the animal found its way to dry land and vomited him out. How did it begin? First he repented, but most importantly, he said, I will sacrifice unto the Lord with the voice of thanksgiving. The voice of thanksgiving. I will sacrifice. It is not something that just voluntarily came. He says it's a sacrificial offering unto the Lord with his voice, the voice of thanksgiving. Maybe life circumstances have gotten us entombed in a situation we can't get out. God in his mercy will bring us to that place where he will drop a song in our hearts. And like Jonah said, let us sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving. The ninth song he drops in our hearts, let us sing it back to the Lord. And he made an important confession. He said, salvation is of the Lord. He, he realized that his way out of this situation is of God. How did he get that revelation? As he began to sing that song back to God. As he began to give thanks back to God and place God in focus. He saw the salvation of the Lord. He could talk about it. The nine songs are our way out of the situations of life. Have the courage and the determination. It may not be pleasant, but make that determination to sing it unto God. Because as soon as you begin to sing that song to God, heaven takes notice. God begins to rearrange the situation. God begins to make a way for you. We don't know how often, how soon, but we know that he'll vomit you not into a ship. He's not going to vomit you into the ocean. He'll vomit you onto dry land where you really belong. So the night song are our way out of those dark places. And we have to have the determination to take it out. Before we close up on this, I want us to look at a very beautiful example of the night song in the life of one of the kings of Israel. I'm sure a lot of us know this. In 1 Chronicles, let's go to, sorry, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. A very fascinating story, which I'm sure a lot of us know. So in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Jehoshaphat, the king of Israel, was in a very, very bad place. Three kings, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Three kings had surrounded him and Jerusalem, and it doesn't look like they will be ever able to overcome this. One is bad enough. Three, that is tough. Verse 20, chapter 20, verse 1, and Bible says this. It happened after this that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon, Tamar, which is in Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed the fast throughout all Judah. 
So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So they took the right step. They began to seek the face of God. In the face, in the midst of adversity, that is not when you shrink back. That is rather when you press into God. Because like Jonah said, salvation is of the Lord. You see, salvation is of the Lord. So engage with God. Let us take the first step. So they fasted and they prayed. Verse 14. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mathaniah, Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. Verse 15, and he said, Listen, all of you Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, that says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So, when they saw the face of God, God responded. God came in the midst of their situation and he spoke to them. And God's instruction to them, this is not your fight, it is my fight. That is the essence of the song in the night. When we prioritize God and we bring him into the situation, he takes ownership. After all, that is why in Job 35 verse 10, we are asked, nobody asks where is the Lord my maker? God is responsible for us. He is our maker. And he gives a song in the night. So when they sought his face, God showed up. And then he told them what to do, that they don't need to fight. They should just go out tomorrow. He is going to fight on their behalf. Verse 20. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and who should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. This sounds like a very crazy strategy. God told them, go out before them tomorrow. But somehow, they were praising God. God dropped a night song in Jehoshaphat's heart. And Jehoshaphat had the courage to institutionalize the singing as part of their victory, as part of their battle plan. Remember, they've only heard from God. The enemies were still there. They had still built encampments. All they had to go on was a promise of God. You see, so it wasn't after the victory before Jehoshaphat began to sing. He was singing while the enemies were still there. And let us hear what happened. So they, they began to sing. Verse 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set an ambush against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. It is a crazy strategy to put a marching band in front of the army. No sensible army would do that. That gives away your positions. You see, that helps you or helps your enemy because you lose the power of stealth. You see, so... Who will put a marching band with clarions and horns and choristers in front of an army? It doesn't make sense. 
But you see, the wisdom of the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the ninth song is about God, it's not about us. So as they began to elevate God and began to sing and to praise God, the Bible says that God set an ambush against the enemies. And verse 24, so when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude and there were dead bodies falling on the ground. No one had escaped. No one had escaped. It's about time we learn to set our night song in motion. Maybe God has dropped a song in your heart in this situation. I've come before very, very difficult situations where humanly speaking, there's no way I can overcome. Time won't allow me to share. Maybe some other time I'll share some of these testimonies with you. But as I began to praise, as I began to sing, the directions to follow just came. And as I followed them, I got the breakthroughs. Your ninth song is your song of victory. It will not make sense to sing in the night time. It doesn't make sense to anybody. But sing it all the same. Praise God in the midst of those calamities. Praise God in the midst of those difficulties. Because when you begin to do like Jonah, God will command the whale or whatever animal that was to meet you on that dry land. God will cause an earthquake for that prison doors to open. And God will set an ambush against the enemies. Why? Because when he drops that song in your heart, he expects you to sing it. And when you begin to sing it, God will come and you honor his word. May God richly bless you. And thank you for joining us. He puts a song in your heart for a purpose. May God richly bless you, even as you sing that song, for your deliverance and for your victory. Thank you for joining us today. Fountain of my life, I worship you today. of Matthew 11 28 to 29 Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest Amen.